0: Welcome back to another episode of Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Shane from Shane Physiotherapy. My co-host, Urson Religioso from Modern Mania Therapy. We weren't able to make our schedules work. We kind of have opposite schedules, but we will be re-recording or recording more episodes in the next week or two together. So I'm going to be sharing another story. And I tell this one, A Tale of Two Needles, referring to dry needling, uh, intramuscular stimulation, IMS. And it's a tale of two times I've used dry needling in the last couple of weeks and different effects that I've seen with both. One, and well, I'll, I'll share the results of both with you in the stories. So the first was a young woman who had uh, tight calves, as she reported. They actually were tight calves when I did the knee to wall test where you kind of get in the hip flexor stretching position, you know, one knee down the ground, the other one bent, almost like you're sort of, you know, kneeling down with one knee up and the other leg back. And then you try to push your front knee towards the wall and you kind of see how far forward it can it go? How much distance is there between your first sort of big toe and the wall and how far back can you move the leg? And you can look it up. It's called the knee to wall test if you're not familiar with it and She was, I think, oh, two to three centimeters on the leg. That was more affected uh, for those of you who do inches. So about uh, one inch. And uh, on the other one, she was five centimeters. So about uh, two inches. And normal is about, well, ideal is about 10 to 15 centimeters. Or I think it is uh, 10 to 15 centimeters. Or what would that be? I guess close to six to eight inches, five to eight inches probably. And so anyway, so she had tight calves. And palpating, they felt quite tight. Uh, she was said she was a little concerned about compartment syndrome. She would uh, mentioned her doctor. Her doctor said she wasn't concerned. But I said that that's something that she could always get investigated again in the future. So I asked whether or not she'd had any form of kneeling before. She said no, but was very open to it. So we did a full screen. Like I said, I did the knee to the wall. I palpated. Uh, nothing stood out in the ankle, the knee, the hip. So we tried Putting a few needles in. Now I didn't check the knee to wall after. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Yes, I know pre-test, post-test, but sometimes it's just a short-lived effect. You know, I'll, I'll, I all I will check again next time because I'm more concerned whether or not if after doing her homework exercise she gets more motion. But what she did comment on and this may have been obviously a purely subjective sensation was when she just sort of was sitting on the edge of the treatment table and dorsiflex and plantar flexed her feet she goes i haven't felt my ankles or calves feel this loose she goes i can't remember how long when now whether or not that lasts, whether or not it affects the needle wall, whether or not what it really improves is her uh, jogging tolerance, because right now she can't go more than 30 seconds without pain in her calves. Well, that's what we're going to see. That's what I'm concerned about. But she felt great afterwards. So we're going to see whether it actually has a significant effect in her everyday life, because that's what I'm concerned about. I use needling as you know a tool, part of my treatment, not all of it. I you know like using needling. It's a tool like many others that uh, rehab professionals have. Another one was a gentleman. So this is the other story. So that one I will say moderately successful. We'll see on the retest. Other gentleman, uh, history of back pain, on and off, uh, relatively relatively fit, no mechanism of injury. Back's flared up. Sits a lot. Um, he's responded well to IMS in the past. No neurological symptoms. Um, tight paraspinals in his lower back. Uh, tight glute mead. You know, just upon palpation, his leaning over to touch his toes is quite restricted, like maybe about 20, 30 degrees of lumbar spine flexion and sort of leaning over. So I said, let's try some needling on him. And I always start pretty easy. I normally start with, uh, I normally get a really good effect. I find treating gluteus medius, gluteus minimus. I just find that those muscles tend to tighten a lot, guard a lot when someone's in lower back pain. And I did... Two to three spots on both sides, got some great twitches where the muscle sort of, you know, there's a quick grab, which means I've hit some spot that's probably irritated, tight, if you want to call it a trigger point, you know, um, that might be a word that some of you will use to describe it. Afterwards, no change in discomfort, no change in leaning over. Now, the reason why I share these two stories is the first woman felt great after, you know, and she felt like her movement improved, her ankles felt more flexible, second person, no change. And I bring this up because I think that with any treatment, it, there's so many other variables besides just that one modality that you use as an intervention. You know, And I bring this up because I like think any new tool that someone learns, they tend to hope that it's going to have a very high success rate. And I think that as you practice a while, you realize that for maybe in the second instance, with a man gentleman with the lower back pain, maybe kneeling was not what he needed. You know, maybe what he needed was to let his back calm down. Maybe he needed heat. You know, maybe he needed to see his physician for some form of muscle relaxant or ask his pharmacist for an over-the-counter one. But I bring it up because also... What I call the second one a failure, because, you know, untold physio stories in the intro, you can say it's successes and failures. Well, we'll see if the first one's a success. When Urson and I uh, record again, I'll say whether or not her knee to wall improved, if her jogging improved. And I'll also let you know what happened with the second gentleman, because with the second gentleman, I'm also giving a lower back strengthening, you know, an oblique strengthening Um, you know, uh, I don't want to say anterior chain, but we'll say uh, (laughs) front strengthening, you know, sort of like a curl up hold, the McGill curl, uh, as in Stuart McGill curl, you know, getting rid of whatever irritating movements he's doing without making him, you know, fear avoidant of movement. And we're going to see what happens. But, you know, it's, I think sometimes we hope for home runs with some treatment effect. And sometimes we get them. And sometimes we don't. And that's why I wanted to share this story. And, you know, hopefully some of you can relate. You know, it'd be great if you, you know, uh, give us a comment or email us about it, you know, or even email us. And if you want to share a story yourself, we're definitely open to that. So there's my two stories. So once again, I'm Jason Shane from Shane Physiotherapy. You can follow me through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, My co-host, Erson Religioso, again, you can uh, Modern Manual Therapy. Is the main way to follow him through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and thanks to OpDoc Media for hosting. And if you get a chance, give us a review on the platform you listen to: iTunes, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play. We'd really
1: appreciate it. Talk to you soon, Jason. Thanks for sharing that story, and I think we could all relate. Um, I don't know if you saw these patients consecutively or very close together, but. I think uh PTs like anyone else, we all want to succeed and we all want to win. And it's something that I did as part of my career for probably at least maybe fifteen years, and I've I've only been out 20 years. I mean, the whole reason why you take Con Ed courses is to make yourself better to help more people. And you have these failures and you think, oh, needling isn't the answer that I thought it was going to be, or neither is breathing or spinal manipulation or ISTM and You know, like what I like to say in my courses is every technique has an equal chance of working with any given patient at any given time, depending on is their ecosystem ready for that? Are they physically and mentally ready to have a change? Uh, Are they willing to put in the work that it takes to keep that change? And there, like you said, there are very many variables that someone could have that would make them not respond to this technique at this time but maybe they go back and rest. They have some anti-inflammatories or they get into a better position in their life. Uh, I podcasted earlier about someone who finally got better. One of my mentees was seeing because her father, who she was lifting and lifting, lifting, she stated he, she kept on lifting him in the nursing home um, that finally he had uh, or he had finally moved into a better nursing home because previously he was living with her brother, who pretty much stole all of his money, you know? And that was a very stressful situation for her. So, really, was it that she was transferring him in and not because she was still transferring him? Or was it that that was a stressful situation and that was affecting her overall quality of life, which was then also decreasing her pain and movement thresholds? You know, what was really delaying her recovery? So, I look forward to hearing um, which one was a failure and which one was a success you never know. Uh, sometimes someone leaves, you give them home exercise program, you don't have an immediate effect, but the repeated dosing of the home exercise program, and maybe in, in the case of the second patient, maybe something would eventually work. Uh, I always like to be surprised rather than predicting exactly what I think is going to happen. Uh, you know, I'd rather be pleasantly surprised, I should say. So anyway, again, thanks for listening. Please uh, share our podcast with everyone that you know. Um, rate us on iTunes. Google play, whatever you uh, listen to, give us a five-star rating and have a great day guys. And Jason, thanks for actually getting the name of our podcast correctly, but also it's religioso, not religioso. Have a great day guys.